podcast i'm your host Stephen morris and today i got an amazing uh guest for uh, the entrepreneurs out there and everybody uh you'll you'll get some value out of hearing this today but the entrepreneurs if you're an entrepreneur business owner owner solopreneur whatever the case is you definitely gotta uh listen to this podcast because today my guest is mr jim downs and he's the founder and CEO of Blueprint CFO, which is a uh, company that brings uh, small to medium-sized companies, businesses, uh, fractional CFOs. So he's gonna explain everything. He's gonna give you tons of detail about it. So I'll let him do all the work so I don't butcher it. And yeah, that's gonna wrap it up. So all right, Renown Nation, we are back, and I am so excited. I have the CFO, Mr. Jim Downs, here with me today. Jim, how are you doing today, my brother? Thank you, Stephen. I'm doing great, and thank you for that introduction. <laughs> so, the so CFO, I'm a, I got to live a lot to live up to now. <laughs> <laughs> the CFO. So, we're going to talk about some stuff that most people, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be like, uh. I understand accounting is not the funnest for most people. However, it's probably one of the single most important things you can understand as a business owner, an entrepreneur, or just a business professional in general, in general, understanding where your money is going and where your money is coming from and everything in between is, well, I don't know how important is it, Jim? Super important. Super important. <laughs> well, well critical. said, I'm in. Critical. <laughs> well, uh, what, what, what can, if I show you my budget right now, if I show you all my analytics, all my numbers, what, what can you, and just like glancing at it for two minutes, what can you tell? What could you gather? So I want to say a couple of things. One is, um, all comp it's my philosophy of business. All companies have three major functions sales and marketing. So you're out there trying to get new clients, new customers, sell products, operations. So now you got the order, you got to process it. Uh, you got to deliver a service or a product that's quality, has quality and the client is happy and wants to come back and buy some more. And then you have finance and accounting. It's one of your critical three things that are going on in your business. Finance and accounting is where all the money comes together. But most entrepreneurs don't view that as all that important because they don't want to spend any money on accounting. They, they'll spend it on sales and marketing and operations, but accounting, kind of what you said, oh, it's boring. But really, the, the data that's in your accounting system is, is um, priceless. I mean, I've had my clients say that word priceless many times. The things that we can do with that data and helping the client understand where they're leaving money on the table, where where the, you know, the trends in the data are positive or negative that they should be paying attention to. Um, because most accounting departments give you a financial statement. You, you mentioned it, your budget, okay? Here's your budget, okay? But what, as you go down the road, are you achieving the budget, number one? And if you're not, why are you not? That's that's another function of the CFO is being your accountability partner and help holding you accountable to achieve the plan that we both set out for the company. And that that's a critical thing. But but even beyond that, if you get a financial statement for the month of July next month and you say, I made I made 50 grand or I lost 50 grand or whatever it is, 
what is that good or bad compared to June and compared to May and compared to April? What is what are the trends that are going on in your data that you're not paying attention to because you're only looking at one month? And so uh, that's another critical part that the CFO does is help identify trends that are going on in the business that are positive and negative. Maybe you're not collecting your receivables as fast as you used to, or maybe you're not selling your inventory as fast as you used to. And so there, you know, there's money money being invested in those assets that could be cash. So it's managing the cash and making sure you don't run out of cash, um, making sure you have an adequate line of credit to grow your business with a financial institution that it's excited to do business with you. That That's the job of the CFO. Super important. Super important. We, we keep going back to that. Just super important, guys. And I love it because like it's, you know, that phrase super important is it's kind of waters it down, I think, because it's there are so many words I can think of that are better, but it just, you're absolutely right. It's just super freaking important. Just understand it guys and, and hire someone or learn how to do it. I would recommend hiring a, a trained, uh, educated professional, but we got ahead of ourselves, Jim, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. For okay, me. sure. So I'm Jim Downs. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Blueprint CFO here in Newport Beach, California. Uh, I founded the firm in October of 2019, and we have grown to where we have six CFOs on our team and 12 accountants. And our goal is to help our clients uh, bring their clients data that you know in an easily understandable format where they can see the trends and the data that are going on in their business where they need to take action and make sure that it's correct, you know, timely and correct. So we're, right now we're closing the month of June. It's, it's July 12th. And our goal is to have all of our monthly closes done by the 15th and the data in front of the client in a, in a format that they can easily understand what's going on with their key performance indicators. That, again, that crazy and crazy important. And we're going to get into some of that here in a little bit. Let, let me just say one other thing, Stephen. So I, I was a CPA when I started my career in Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan. And um, a couple of my clients asked me, hey, Jim, would you meet with us every month and go through our financial data with us? And because you're our financial advisor, we want to know, you know, what you see in the data that, that we're not doing correctly. And uh, that started me down the road of doing this kind of work, which most CPAs don't have the time to spend every month mm -hmm. to go to a client and go through their numbers. But that's really what we do is is really dig into the details and and make sure that they're correct, number one. And then, then secondly, if they're not uh, where we want them to be, bring that to the attention of the entrepreneur. That, that's a thread I'm, I actually want to pull. I'm glad you, you said that because that kind of segues into my question perfectly of so yeah we have accountants and the the uh know the numbers but a cfo is strategic it's not just an accountant that, that understands the data can do all the data analysis and all that stuff a cfo is 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 your general basically right and he's telling the president the the battle plans the straight up strategic can you talk about how a CFO can help help the CEO, president, whatever, uh, make make those strategic decisions. Sure. So our target market are um, what we call emerging growth businesses. They could be as small as one million, two million dollars in annual revenue, all the way up to fifty million. But one common thing is that I've seen working doing this kind of work for twenty five years is that when you go into a client's office and start working with them. 
initially they don't really have a written plan. And that's that's what the blueprint is. And so the the CFO helps create a plan for the business for one, three, and five years. And it, it takes that plan and makes it into a monthly cash and uh, revenue and income statement forecast and a balance sheet forecast. And so so it, it, it's what we call future focused accounting. So the the CFO is not really he's 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 very interested in how the company is doing currently, but really more importantly, what are we, where are we trying to go together and what kind of financial goals are we setting for the business and are every month as we work with you, are we are we move, marching towards achieving those financial goals? That's the goal of the CFO. He's look he's a strategic thinker or her, he or her. Can, can you share a, a uh, and you don't have to mention names or anything, but can you share uh, an exciting like your 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 crowning success story so far uh, in your <laughs> journey? Uh, well, so from a strategic standpoint and using accounting to run your business better, years ago um, during the recession, the last recession in two thousand nine, I was introduced to a client in the plastics industry. And um, they had always made money and all, and all of a sudden the, the recession hit and their sales declined by 50% and they weren't hitting their numbers. Uh, you know, basically what was working in the past wasn't working now. And, but they were kind of frozen and didn't know what to do. And so going through the process with us and looking at how to uh, reinvent the company and, and uh, reinvent the sales team and what they were going after, uh, we ended up through 90 days later having record sales and profits for, for the company. So it wow. kind of was the tale really around sales, you know, but, but every company spending money on sales. And the idea is how do we spend that money most efficiently and, and get the biggest bang for the dollar? Right. And that's where the strategy comes in, really. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can you, you can make your blueprint and your plan. But ultimately, I think the best way to just sum it up is how to make sure you're you're getting the most bang for your buck yeah and you're not hemorrhaging money at the end of the month another another example is we have a client in the consumer products industry and they have a lot of inventory and money invested in inventory like five million dollars that's an example and um they last year they were not hitting their sales targets in the middle of the year and when i met with the entrepreneur he said well you know the reason is because we're sold out of all of our top sellers like, wait a minute, <laughs> how did we end up with $5 million in inventory and not have the top sellers? And so he had not done a proper inventory plan. Um, and, and so we helped them create a plan for purchasing inventory and making sure that we're buying product that wasn't going to sit on the shelf and would move quickly and turn back into cash as soon as possible. And um, that's awesome. From that, we helped him create about $2 million between the end of the middle of the year and the end of the year of additional sales. And that represented about $800,000 of profit that if wow. he he was kind of stuck because he didn't know what to do. And we we helped him figure out where to get the money to go buy the more the additional inventory and turn it back into cash and and generate that profitability. So with your clients, what challenges are, are you like, you know, in 2023, we're halfway through 2023. What, what are the challenges that and financial distress because we we have hyperinflation we have all kinds of crazy instability in politics all these things that are affecting our market so what are the challenges that a lot of companies that you work with are facing right now what i see right now is um the clients are struggling to achieve their revenue targets and the reason is that um if you're selling b2b 
business to business, uh, most businesses right now are are being cautious because they're they're sure not still not sure what's going to happen in the in the um, upcoming recession. You know, mm -hmm. there's you could say there's really not a recession going on because there's still low unemployment and all this other good stuff. But in terms of purchasing, people are not purchasing um, product. So we, we see in a lot of companies where the, the lead activity coming in is still good. You know, people interested in buying and getting a quote, but they're not pulling the trigger and purchasing. And so that makes it very challenging for forecasting because we're trying to forecast how the year is going to turn out and how much money we're going to make. And, you know, it, and at the same time, people are, you know, the lead activity looks good. So we should be OK, but they're not the the. Um, Going from a lead into an actual sale is, is taking longer than than normally would be. So just understanding that whole dynamic, I think, is an important thing to that we bring to the business owner to help them uh, figure out how to get past, how to withstand that. Because if you're not going to hit your sales targets, that means you're not going to have as much cash as you thought. You may not be able to buy that new building you wanted to buy or hire those new people. And, and so all of that is important to um, plan ahead. So, yeah, you have to be definitely have to stay flexible because we never know what the market's going to do to, tomorrow. The market could boom and then the next day it could crash. You, you never know. And, and we do have a lot of prediction or predictors and indicators and all those things. But I mean, still, it, it's it's, you know, a game of craps, basically. Uh, yeah, what it's I really be. feel, you know, and maybe this is self-serving, but without a good financial person to help you, how, how do you <laughs> how do you get through that? I mean. You know, yeah, most entrepreneurs run their business using their gut. They don't. They don't really use their data at all. They, they've right. been successful, um, you know, doing what they've been doing for years and not really using any particular data because typically their finance, their accounting is a mess, and so they're not, the data that they look at doesn't make any sense to them, and so they don't they don't use it for anything except file their tax returns. But there's there's a whole wealth of good information in that data that that you need to pay attention to and, and will help you run your business better if you do. Well, even in even in that data is is you know yeah they they can file a correct air quotes uh, tax return, but also with, hidden within that data with a with a properly trained CFO with a properly trained accounting team. You guys are going to find all the tax cuts, tax breaks, and all that stuff that the typical entrepreneur that's going to H and R Block are not going to find. Well, we 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 like to think of ourselves as a profitability partner with the client. So we start here with the client and we help them grow their profitability. But the problem with that is as you grow your profitability, that means you have to pay more taxes. Well, yeah, of course. Nobody wants to pay more taxes. So, you know, what you just said is very true. And our, our all, other part of our job is to minimize ta the tax effects and, um, you know, help help the client have as much money as possible coming out of their business that doesn't have to go to the government. Right. Because, I mean, you made the money, you want to keep as much as you possibly yeah. can. Legal, legally, you know, there's all kinds of tax credits <laughs> and things that right. you can do that most, most entrepreneurs don't know about because they're using a, a tax preparer that's not real sophisticated usually. And right. is not really up to speed on the different things that you can do to minimize your tax bill. Now, if you work for H&R Block, we're not bagging on you. No, I'm not right? saying any particular. <laughs> like, you're great at the, company. you're great at the. They're all great, but just think about it yourself. Well, I mean, it, it's it's way different 
Um, because if you're dealing with, you know, a 20 year old that works a part-time job and goes to school full-time, uh, what is that a 1090 easy or something like that? I don't even yeah. remember the tax yeah. form anymore, Yeah, tax. but it's, that, that's a fairly simple tax return. If you're dealing with somebody like you who has a, uh, I'm going to just, just guess and say a seven to eight figure a year business that that tax return suddenly gets very large and very complicated. So, you know, and then when you get with, you know, even, you know, mid to large size corporations, they have entire teams specifically dedicated. Their job all year long is to just worry about the taxes. And so, I mean, it, it can get very complicated and very uh, stressful very fast. So my my next question then, uh, is we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the show that are uh, either just starting out um, or you know they're, they're they've achieved good growth but they're not at that uh, seven figure uh, a year mark yet what what advice would you have for them because I mean are they ready for the the full CFO yet uh, at that point, say they're making $250,000, $300,000 in profit a year? I mean, I'll give you an example. So not not all companies are like this, but I, I had a client come to me last year and sign up with us, and they were doing a million dollars, which is not a big company in my mind. Um, but the owner came to me and said, hey, Jim, I don't know if I made hundred grand this year or lost hundred grand. <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> that, well, that's kind of important, <laughs> you know, and he had no idea because his books were so messed up. So he, he was a training company and he would, he would um, get prepaid for the training. And so you, well, you had to, you know, make sure that you didn't recognize the revenue on the training until you actually did the training. And so there was a deferred revenue on his books that a CPA was doing and had it all messed up. So um, even a small company, if it's a, if your accounting is complicated, you could probably benefit from a CFO. If it's a very simple company, you know, you're, you're, you're a, um, auto repair comp shop, you know, maybe, maybe it's not that complicated. You're, you're there every day and you know exactly what's going on and what, who, what the purchases are and what the people are doing every day out in the shop. But I, I find myself, you know, we've grown to be 18 people. And when it was three people, I knew, I knew every, what everything was going on with every client. Now there's 18 people and 50 clients. I have no idea what's going on. So right. I, I get reports to show me, you know, what, what we're, how we're doing and that we're not that big a company. Right. And I, I get reports and I'm like, whoa, I had no idea that was going on, you know? So, so even so, for me, it's important to get that data. Right. So, I mean, and the data is, is the most important thing. How, like, are there any resources you know of um, for an entrepreneur just starting out? Because uh, for me, one of the hardest things is learning the language because y'all speak in a, in a weird language. Right. Well, that's why, you know, when we do a financial report, it's 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 not the typical balance sheet and income statement like you see that an accountant would put together because mm -hmm. uh, last year I had a client in the bicycle industry and he, he called me up and he said, hey, Jim, I want to come to your office and spend a half an hour with you. And I go, really? You know, Joe, why do you want to come to my office? He goes, well, I want you to explain the difference between the balance sheet and the income statement. So, you know, I'm sending him these financial statements, assuming he knows what they are, but he doesn't, you know, because he's not an accountant. 
So our job is to make the data as simple as possible so they can see, you know, from their standpoint, what what is going on and not, not from the accountant standpoint. So there is there is a book that I and I it's funny because it's I don't have it on my book stand here, but it's it's called Blueprint and it talks about, you know, the one simple thing you need to do to really grow your business and make a lot of money. And, it, and it's I should have wrote it because it's about accounting. That you know, most account most entrepreneurs don't pay any attention to their data, and and if they just paid attention to their data, it would solve a lot of problems because they're they're probably wasting money on certain things. You know, like for right. example, sales and marketing. We have clients that are in the software as a service business, and they're paying for Google leads and um, you know pay per click and blah blah blah. Well, when you start really diving into that, how much are you paying, and how many new clients did you get? And if you start looking at that data, you'll start realizing, well, gee, you know, it's it, it's not that good. <laughs> it right. could be, you know, it could be great. But, you know, if you're not looking at it, you don't know. You're spending 10 grand a month on Google ad collection. What does that really get you? Or spending money on Yelp or other places where you're trying to, you know, attract clients to your business. Um, yeah, a great example of that for me would be Facebook ads. Like, yeah. Did absolutely nothing for me. It was just wasted money. Right. And fortunately for me, it was like, I'm going to try this and see if it works. And it didn't work. So I was like, yep, screw yeah. it. And maybe what worked last year isn't working this year. You know, maybe some other new thing came out, like Instagram, maybe is where people are going now or something. You know, I'm just making it up. But um, in the old days, I'll never forget when I first started doing this it was 25 years ago. So I'm dating myself. But <laughs> I had a client that was in the bridal industry and they had bridal stores and they were advertising in the yellow pages. And they were paying about 20 grand a month for yellow page advertising. And I go, hey, you know, how I see you're spending all this money on yellow pages. He goes, yeah, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. You know, that's how you get customers. I'm like, well, I think today people are starting to go on the Internet and look, you know, search for uh, uh, bridal stores. Really? OK, well, maybe I should do maybe I shouldn't be doing the yellow page. I said, well, let's just keep track when a couple of stores have them track when a, a woman comes in to buy a gown where she heard about the store and it turned out there nobody put down the yellow pages. So he was spending this money because that's how you, right. that's how we thought it was the best way to spend it. And that's what all the other stores were doing. And, you know, it was just a waste of money. Right. And that's, that's absolutely right. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, when they get started, they think that they have to add on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever social media platform, uh, Google ads, all that stuff, Yelp. And really it's, it doesn't, if your customers aren't there, it doesn't matter where you advertise, you're not going to get clients. The, the most important thing you have to do first is figure out exactly where your customers are. So for me, my clients are on LinkedIn. So it was, it was stupid for me to try Facebook, right? I just wasn't thinking. Uh, but it might have worked, but you know, if you pay attention to the data, you see, oh, it's not. This is a waste of money, so I better, I should just stop. Exactly. So, I mean, that's really good, good stuff, good advice. Um, all right, everybody, I just want to interrupt the podcast really, really quick and uh, take a minute to tell you all about the brand new Renown Coaching System. This is a system I've personally designed and put a lot of thought and effort and love into. It's an amazing system. Let me tell you real quick why it's an amazing system, because you get real-time analytics. You get to see exactly where you were when you started, where you currently are, and how close you are to achieving that ultimate goal that you set at the very beginning. You get analytics for everything. 
more importantly, the accountability with this system is the best you'll find anyplace else in the world. I get to see everything that's going on and make sure that you are staying accountable to the goals you set. It's, it's truly powerful. You guys just got to see it for yourself. Go to renownedleadership.com. Go to the top right-hand corner, click book a call. You'll get to come talk to me personally, and I will personally give you a tour of this system. It is truly amazing. It's one of a kind, and it's truly, truly powerful. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show you all. That's uh, all I got to say about it. So let's get back to the podcast. So people, let me just interrupt and say, people don't think of that as accounting, but it is accounting because the CFO is is responsible for looking at all the expenses and make sure they're being spent, you know, in a proper, in an economical and efficient way. So I had a client, as I think I mentioned, the software as a service, they're spending 80 grand a month on sales and marketing, but their sales only went up like a million dollars every year. So they're spending a million dollars to get a million dollars. And right. you know, that may be that may be fine, but um, the real question is how can we do it better? You know, if, I'm not sure, I'm no no expert on marketing, but all I know is I want to see it become more efficient. That we spend eighty grand and we get more than a million dollars. Right. So we spend less than eighty grand and still get a million dollars. <laughs> so it's all about. I know there's the an opportunity there. We just got to dive into the data. Right, and uh, you know that that's again, like you said, the key a key role for the CFO is breaking down that data and understanding. So we spent $80,000 on Facebook ads and we only made $20,000 from it, as opposed to we went to LinkedIn and spent $20,000 and made $80,000 from it. Obviously that $80,000 you're spending on Facebook ads would be much better spent on LinkedIn yeah, and, and or just, you know, LinkedIn's doing good, maybe throw a little bit more funding to it. And then you, like you said, take that funding and go to your sales team or your marketing team or whatever, so that they can up that campaign as well, or their campaigns as well. Usually budgets are built on prior year data. So they say, oh, I, I spent 20 grand on Facebook ads last year. Maybe I should spend 30 grand this year because we're going, going for 33 million instead of 2 million up sales. Like, well, okay, maybe, but... Did, is that 20 was that 20 grand really good or, or should we just start all over again and look for a different way to do it so i understand why most people build their their uh their their plan or their budget for the next year off of what happened last year but it also seems like there's a better way is that is there is that the, I know that's the industry standard, but is there a better way of doing it than well, old so data? One, yes, I mean, so always the prior year is an important part component of planning. However, there may have been certain things that happened in the prior year that um, you know threw, threw the numbers off, so that you really shouldn't be using those to plan the next year, like that's, COVID. Yeah, like COVID is a perfect example. Um, you know, some companies are still trying to figure out how to forecast properly because COVID screwed it up so much. <laughs> but um, the other thing is having a plan. So a plan is, hey, we want to sell more of these kind of products because they're more profitable, or we want to expand geographically into Canada and not just sell in the U.S. or, or we want to launch a new division. Or that's a that needs to be built into your budget. Um, and so if you just do everything based off of last year, you're going to miss all that. So you need to, and you, you may say, we want to hire you know, these people, or we want to move into this new building. So that all need, that needs to be built into the budget. So if you do it all based on last year, you're not going to get it. And 
most, most going back to what I said before, most companies don't do adequate planning. And, and so therefore, the, the, whatever plans they have are not being reflected in a financial plan for the business. Right. So I want to shift focus a little bit and talk about the uh, EOS. Um, for, first of all, the, uh, until I was researching you and, and uh, coming up with, with ideas of, of what you could teach me and what you could teach my audience, I'd never heard of the entrepreneur's operating system. I had no idea about revenue science. Can you talk to me a little bit about that first? Tell us what it is. Yeah. So there are two two different things, actually, and I have gone through the certification process for each of them. But the entrepreneur's operating system is it gets at what I was mentioning a minute ago, which is not having a plan. Uh, we help our clients with a one-page plan for their business, typically, that gets at the critical initiatives they're trying to uh, implement for the next year that, you know, that need to be um, reflected in the financial plan. But the EOS gets into a lot deeper conversation about, do you have the right people on the team? Do you have the right processes? Do you have, you know, what issues does your business face that you need to solve? Um, so it was created by a man named Gino Wickman. And, and um, I'm, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. He's from Detroit, Michigan. So I've known Gino for a long time. And it's kind of a brilliant way for uh, creating a simple strategic plan for a business. You can buy the book Traction that he wrote that um, actually walks you through the process of putting the plan together yourself or there's certified implementers that'll help you implement track the traction process or EOS process into your business. Uh, we actually have hired one for our, our firm to help us with that and it's been uh, game changing. So <clears throat> uh, it, you know, it goes back to not having a plan and not working your plan. We, work, we meet every, every week for 90 minutes and go through a process of evaluating whether we're on plan, not on plan. Why aren't we on plan? And um, as a management team, you know, and the, I, I, when we first started doing it, I couldn't imagine spending 90 minutes in a meeting every week because I'm so busy. But th that 90 minutes is the most important 90 minutes of the week now for us, I think. Right. So the revenue science is a different thing. And it, it's um, very interesting. So uh, you can think of revenue as the your blood and your body of your business. You know, without mm -hmm. revenue, you're not going to have a business. And um, most entrepreneurs are all over the place in terms of their focus of how to create revenue. And they'll, and every opportunity that comes their way, they'll grab it and try to do that to just to create sales. And the, the revenue science is a real um, valuable way to focus your, your company on where, what is its niche and how are you going to be the best in that niche? And how are you, how are you going to create revenue from, that um, and be the best in, best in the business in that industry. So Blueprint CFO, for example, I think we're one of the few fractional CFO companies in America. There's there's a lot of people that are doing it on their own, just one person being a fractional CFO, but we want to be the best fractional CFO in, company in America. That's our goal. And that that's all comes through the revenue science, um, the rev chief revenue officer thinking that I learned through the revenue science uh, curriculum. So you, this is not the first time. And I actually asked this question, honestly, because I, I have no idea, even though I've read it uh, in your bio and online and several other places. What, what it, I've heard CFO is in the position, the title of CFO, but what is a fractional CFO? 
Um, so a CFO, just to start with that, is the um, chief financial officer of a business. Right. What, what that really means is they're in charge of finance and accounting. And uh, so they're making sure that the accounting is accurate and timely and that the management team has the data they need to run their parts of the business. And in the finance side, it's making sure that there's always enough money to execute on the business plan. Um, so they're a very important part of a company. So if you think of like um, Microsoft, they have a chief financial officer that's managing all the all of the different companies that Microsoft owns, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But a small business, and and they're you know they're very well paid uh, executives because they're they're very important. They're also speaking important to the job. bank and the shareholders. Um, but a smaller company um, doesn't need a full time person potentially. You know, up to about 50 million, I would say, you know, we have clients as big as 80 million in sales where they don't really need a full-time person, but it's really important to have a, a strong um, person on the team that is a good, a strong financial advisor. And so we can provide that service on a fractional basis, which kind of just means a part-time CFO. So okay. most of the clients um, will get like 20 hours a month of our time. And so they can they can get a you know the um, wisdom and experience of a seasoned financial person without spending an, uh, a whole bunch of money. That's wow. the goal. Awesome, thank you. It's for really that you know, I, and not to knock the CPAs because I am a CPA. But it's really something the CPAs should be providing for their clients, but they're just too busy doing tax returns and year-end audits and that kind of thing. And they're really not equipped to dive into a business and try to figure out how to make it more profitable. That's not right. really how they think. And so that's our goal is to help figure out, help the client figure out how to be more profitable and more successful. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for clarity or, you know, just making that a little more clear. That's kind of what I assumed, but uh, you know, you know what they say about people that assume. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up for me. So what, what, what's the future hold for, uh, for your, your, your company, your services, what are you guys looking at, you know, next or the end of this year, next year, maybe a couple of well, years? Our goal is to become a national firm. Uh, we're expanding throughout the Southern California market. Now we've added a CFO in the San Fernando Valley and another CFO in the Los Angeles industry market. But um, Southern California is a fairly big um, business area. Right. There's San Diego, Inland Empire, they call, which is another area of lots of businesses. Uh, Orange County, LA, and San Fernando Valley. Each one of those is a, is a big market. And so, you know, we're, we want to provide the, our kinds of services to company businesses in uh, the Southern California market, and but then expand across the U.S., you know, into Northern California, Arizona. Uh, that's that's our long-term plan. Is it regional? Do, do you have to be we feel like um, you need to be low. The CFO needs to be located near the business to go there and meet with the business owner and also to observe what's going on. So typically for my clients, um, pre-COVID, I would go for half a day every every week and be in the business in the office of the client. And by being there, I kind of see what's going on and I, you know, I learn a lot more about the business. So that that's right. kind of the goal. So we can do this remotely. We have I have clients in Idaho and Washington State, but um, it, it's you know, but then I only get to see them like once a week for an hour on the phone or on a Zoom call. And I it would be much better if I could actually go there and see how the operation is is working and you know where the issues are. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So, uh, is there any? 
I've never heard of a company like yours before. Is, is are you pretty much the only one? <laughs> well, like I said, there, there's um, there's other companies, but they tend to be. So we, I have the benefit of a of a data analytics team and a accounting team. Right. So I don't have to do everything myself. I can tell them, hey, I want this kind of report. And so I can push the work down to a light, lower price point. But most of our competition is not really working as a company, but more as an individual offering that kind of service. So that's fine, but um, they're, they, don't, they don't have accountants to put on the um, case in order to make sure the accounting is correct. They have to do it themselves. And they're, they're pretty expensive to be doing that kind of work. So gotcha. we can deliver a lot of value at a lower cost, I think, because we have the full service accounting team and a CFO team. And I, from what I know, there, I don't know many companies like ours out there. There's, there's a lot of companies that are have the one person, the CFO, but don't have the accounting team. Right. But I might be wrong. Maybe I just don't know. Wow. I mean, I, I've never, I've spoke with quite a few accountants and I've never, ever once heard anyone mention anything like like what yeah. what you got got going we're, on? We're playing both sides of the equation because there. You know, I have some history in the outsourced accounting industry. So in other words, mm -hmm. you're a business owner and you go, "Hey, I don't want to do. I don't want to hire a bunch of accountants because I don't even know what they're doing over there in the accounting department. I'm just going to outsource this, just like I outsource my HR and IT. I'm going to outsource accounting and um, pay X amount per month, and then I'm I'm going to make I'll hold them accountable to give me the financial statements I need on time. And go with go with that way versus hiring people and trying to figure out are they efficient or not. They don't even know. We're because we're expert accountants, we're going to be doing everything as automated as possible. So that makes it more streamlined and more cost effective. Right. Uh, so uh, my final question for you, and this is I probably should ask this at the very beginning. Um, again, this is something I did not understand in the beginning that I wish I understood uh like I do now. Uh, but for for everyone else's clarity, if they don't know, what what is the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant? Oh, well, it's just a level of experience. Um, let me see if I can be succinct about what that actually means, what I mean by that. Um, the bookkeeper can do a certain amount of work. Certain. So in the accounting um, industry, there's... You, you start with bookkeeper, go up to accountant, senior accountant, accounting manager, controller, CFO. That's kind of the the industry. So as you as you start as a bookkeeper, you you know, and and you want to progress in your career in accounting, you become an accountant, and you become a senior accountant, and accounting manager, et cetera. And as as you progress through those different titles, you make more money because you know how to do more stuff. So an account, a bookkeeper can do, you know, pretty much make sure that the data, the transactions that are in the going through the bank account are on, in the books properly. But things like setting up prepaid expenses or accruing expenses and, you know, doing the books correctly, that probably you need an accountant because it, it, it's a little more sophisticated. Yep. Learn that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot um, of, I mean, it's a good question because most, uh, um, entrepreneurs just want to just hire a bookkeeper and they they don't mm -hmm. get they don't get any kind of real um proper accounting they get they get the lowest right. level of accounting which is typically cash basis accounting which isn't really tell you very much well and for for me i thought it was the same thing i, I thought it was just another word maybe yeah. a slang word for an well, account i didn't realize it was something 
Why, I, why I understand you? because, I mean, you know, going the other way, um, we struggle with clients where they don't have, they have no idea what a CFO can do for them. Um, you know, they think we're just some kind of glorified accountant, but they're the high, you know, very senior accountant, but it's not. Like, it's more being strategic, like you were saying before. We're, we're the strategists, the financial strategists. And, you know, most most small to medium-sized businesses never had a CFO. So they have no idea what that CFO could even do for them and whether they should spend any money on it. Right. So that's a struggle. We have to educate them that, you know, here's what the benefits of having a CFO are. We're just like, yeah, I think that was your first question, actually. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, no, that's awesome. This is great stuff. Um, but we're coming up on time. So I appreciate your your time with us, Jim. And uh, before we bounce, tell everybody uh, where you are and uh, how to get a hold of you and uh, get the resources that you offer if they need them. Sure. So number one, uh, go to our website, www.blueprintcfo.com. There are a lot of information about our company, but also case studies about here's how we help this business or how we help this business in different industries. Um, and also, you know, there's you can sign up for a free assessment of your business in one hour time with our one of our CFOs to talk about your business and see if there's maybe a benefit of having getting a CFO involved in your business. Uh, other than that, you can call me on my cell phone, 949-405-5440. I, I love hearing about businesses and helping them. So call me and my name is Jim Downs and I'm I'm happy to take that call. Oh, wow. Giving out the personal cell phone number. Yeah. That's brave. That's brave. I don't even do that. That's, that's, that's bravery right there, Jim. So, and as always, everybody, you know the drill. Uh, his links and all his information will be in the show notes below or in the bio below. So just scroll on down, click on all this stuff, head on over to his socials and his website, give him all kinds of love. And uh, once you're done doing that, make sure you head over to my website, writtennownsleadership.com and uh, give me tons of love as well, because I need all the love peoples. So yeah, I appreciate that, Jim. And before I let you go, uh, you get to have the pleasure, all my guests do, of having the final word of wisdom on the show. And my final question is always the same. What advice do you have for leading like a champion? Well, this is gonna sound trite, but uh, I'm gonna use three three words, know your numbers. So if you don't know your numbers, you you have no idea what you're, you're, you're lost. So know, get into your numbers, spend some time getting into your numbers and understanding what those numbers are telling you. Uh, I like that because if you think about it from a philosophical standpoint, like those numbers could be metaphors for anything, right? Because everything can be broken down into numbers, no matter what it is, whether it's relationships, whether it's, it's you know, your finances or the foundation of your business, all of that can be broken down to a number. So I love that because it, it literally applies to everything. So again, Jim, I appreciate your time. He is Mr. Jim Downs. Make sure you all go give him some love. And I am your amazing host, Stephen Morris. Thank you so much for joining us this week, guys. And I will see you all next week. And in the meantime, never forget, everybody, lead like a champion. See you all next week. Bye. How I try to sleep, but you're deep in my mind. Got a hold of me. When I'm awake, I'm all blind. Okay, everybody, that's going to
going to wrap up this week's episode. I hope you guys are having a great recovery week from Thanksgiving. And I hope you enjoyed listening to Jim. Uh, I know I know, accounting is not our favorite topic, but it is uh, one of the most important topics we can talk about. So um, for you business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs out there, I hope you guys got a lot out of this and really enjoyed uh, as much as you can listening to accounting stuff. Um, make sure you go check out Jim. Give him tons of love. He definitely deserves it. You can find him at blueprintcfo.com. And of course, once you're done checking him out, go to renownedleadership.com, click the talk to a coach button in the top of the middle of the screen, and you can go straight to my calendar and schedule a one-on-one with me. And we'll have a chat, see uh, how we can improve your life and make you uh, start leading like a champion. So that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. I hope you have an amazing week. I will see you next week at the same time, same channel. And in the meantime, everybody, never forget, lead like a champion. Goodbye.